Do you want to travel the world without even leaving your bedroom? With us, you can. You're listening to Experience the World airs every Wednesday at 5 p.m. And for one hour, we are your one-way ticket to the rest of the world. Always on 89.6 Mustad FM. Hello, dear listeners. It is Experience the World. And today in the studio, there is Federica and Sasha and Sonia. A <laughs> couple of weeks ago, Sasha went to Greece for her birthday. And that's why we've decided to dedicate this Experience the World to Greece. Yay! Sasha, how did you like it? Oh, I liked it a lot. Actually, I visited just one city. I went to Thessaloniki, which is the second biggest city in Greece. And I really like it. Was it your first time in Greece? Yes, it was my first time in Greece and also it was my 30th country for Where? my 30th birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and actually you met someone, right? Oh, I met a lot of people and I made a lot of new friends from Greece. But first things are first. I went there because I wanted to meet my friend. Her name is Medora. She's from USA and I met her more than eight years ago during her trip with her friends to Russia, to Siberia. And now I decided to come and celebrate my birthday with her in this beautiful country. And did she bring you in some interesting places? I guess yes, right? Yes, but also the most interesting part of this trip, though it was quite short, only four days, but the most interesting thing is connected more, I would say, to an event rather than to a place. Because on the second day of my trip, we celebrated Iftar. What is it? Doesn't really sound Greek, or is it? No, actually, it's not Greek tradition, but Iftar is actually a Muslim tradition. It's an evening meal during the month of Ramadan. And for Iftar, you can consume meal after the sunset. So how did you like the evening? Ah, it was just amazing because I met a lot of new people from all the parts of the world, apart from Russian and Americans, mm -hmm. us. There were people from Syria, Sudan, Greece, of course, Vietnam, United Kingdom, Germany, France, Lebanon and Of course, I forgot someone because like, <laughs> all the world sharing one table. So you experience the world while experiencing the world. Yeah, that's true. And also, I was so happy to be a part of this celebration. And you know what, guys? Apart from interesting people, I also tried a lot of tasty food, which I never tried before. It was a very multicultural experience. And I guess that you didn't try only Greek food, but also other kind of food, right? Yes, absolutely. Because apart from Greek food, on the table we could find typical Syrian food, which is very tasty. And really, I never tried something like that. And it was a completely new experience for me. And, you know, these talks during the dinner, also nice. Because for me, it was not coincidence that this kind of international event happened in one flat in Thessaloniki. Because the next day, I learned a little about the history of Thessaloniki. I'm sure that you guys know that mm -hmm. due to the location of Thessaloniki, this place is one of the most important places in the situation mm -hmm. of immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So So there are many people from Syria and all around the world. But I learned 
because the next day I went to the White Tower, historical building, which is also a museum of history of Thessaloniki. And I learned something about the history of the city. One of the things that I discovered is that Thessaloniki was like that for many, many, many years since it was founded. Because first of all, it's a huge seaport. And second, the place traded with many other countries. It was always welcoming for foreigners, for people from all around the world. And I'm quoting the audio guide from the museum. It was more welcoming than any other city in Greece. So that's why I think it's also an atmosphere of the city. That's why we could have this interesting multicultural night that day. <laughs> So and many of those interesting people whom I met during that dinner, they are or they were volunteers there in Greece. But in which organization did they volunteer? Different organizations, because there are so many NGOs in Greece. Many of them are international and they really want to help with the situation with uh, refugees. That's good to know. And also my friend, she knows a lot about this topic. And I was very upset when I realized that I could take recorder with me and make an interview. But actually, it could be a good reason to return to Greece, maybe in summer, because many people told me, hey, come back in summer. And Thessaloniki is a very nice city. It's very lively and has a lot of interesting places. And what about the dishes? Do you remember some dishes? Of course, we tried some kebab, some Greek pitas. Wow, I love it. Yeah, it's very tasty. But also, I tried some interesting dish, which is Arabic. I'm sorry for my pronunciation. Maybe I don't say it right, but it's something like melohia. And it's a special type of herb which was cooked with uh, some spices. But my favorite one, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of this dish. So the main ingredient was chickpea. There were also some Arabic pita, sour cream with garlic and some types of nuts. And it was very tasty and completely new to me. And very nutritious. And very nutritious as well. I was so full after that dinner, though. There were more than 20 people and uh, we had a lot of leftovers because I stayed with the guys, with my friend and her boyfriend. And next morning we could also have breakfast with some very delicious leftovers. But did you try moussaka? Oh no, I haven't tried it. Actually, I remember because I went in Crete a few years ago and it was my favorite dish actually because it's quite similar to Italian lasagna, you know, for the mm -hmm. consistency and it's super tasty. Do you think they stole it from you or you stole it from them? I think they are different dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic way to solve this conflict. Yeah, uh, but I think that this is not my last time in Greece, so I will try moussaka next time. But you know what? You mentioned Crete. Yes. And in one restaurant where I had uh, lunch, I ordered salad, which name is Cretan salad. I didn't want to be that, you know, person who is in Greece and order Greek salad. So, you know, obvious. No, I wanted to be a person who knows something about Greece, at least Greek salad. So I decided to order Cretan salad and it was so tasty as well. And what are the ingredients? So, first of all, the main ingredient is very fresh and very tasty Greek tomatoes, onion, some kind of olives, fresh Greek olives, 
cappers and some bread and of course olive oil. It was very, very tasty. But I discovered because I ordered salad and I thought like, okay, salad for first course, but the main course will be gyros. And I made a huge mistake because what I found out and what I want to tell our listeners to keep in mind that in most of the restaurants, at least in Thessaloniki, the portion is huge. It's not for one person. It's for two at least. And if you're hungry... Can I add my experience about uh, the food of Crete? I'm very curious. Because when I went in Crete, I decided to eat a lot of fish because, uh, you know, Crete is an island, so fish is very good. And I went into a restaurant one evening and I ordered a fish in a plate, which was uh, with vegetables, maybe. I don't remember if it was uh, with vegetables or chips, but whatever. And they came with this huge, huge fish and I couldn't finish at all. But then they kept on bringing me other Greek stuff because uh, Greek people are very, very gentle and very welcoming people and they want you to try their typical food. So they brought me fruit, they brought me sweet stuff and they wanted me to try their local liquor. And at the end of the dinner, I was totally full and I couldn't even walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had uh, that feeling during my trip in Greece all the time. Well, actually, I didn't feel guilty for that because I'm in a country which has very good food. Yeah, I also wanted to add that one night we went to Perea. It's a place not inside Thessaloniki. Well, we took a boat. It was an adventure to take a boat because we weren't late. We were just in time for the boat, but the boat left two minutes before we arrived to the place. Oh, and we had to take a scooter because there in Thessaloniki, you can take a scooter like in Moscow, for example, we have these bikes that you can take using your card. So using an app, you can take this scooter. We had to take it. And my friend Medora, she was riding it. And I was at the same scooter with her. We tried to be very fast to reach the next stop of the boat. And we did it. It took us 15 minutes from the first point to the port. Yeah, we were able to catch the last boat. We're so happy with that. So we could get to Perea because there is no beach in Thessaloniki. It was mm -hmm. a surprise for me. Not the same as in Barcelona because I expected something like that. There in Perea, the sea wasn't that warm. We just put our feet in the sea. But we went to a very nice fish restaurant. Just imagine these tables right on the beach. And we ordered fish, of course, because that is the thing that I miss the most here in Hungary. I don't know if you agree with me. Yes, of course. Sure. I really miss fish, actually. Yeah, same for me. But I it was nice on Tokai to eat fish. Yes, actually, yes. Now we found a good place where we can eat fish. And sometimes I can just take bicycle and go to Takai, I think, to eat fish. And that's enough. Also, Takai is a nice place. We can go together, Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> But about Greece, I just was wondering if they welcomed you with glycocutaliu, that is that sweet on the spoon that we ate during the youth exchange week. Do you remember? Unfortunately, I wasn't there during the Greek night and I'm so very sorry for that. Oh, right. So I haven't tried that thing. Oh, I have many things to try in Greece. Actually, what's quite weird because uh, it was like in a spoon 
mm-hmm. and uh, the spoon was uh, in a water, you should eat this thing that has the flavor of vanilla, mm-hmm. but it's very sticky, so you should pay attention when you eat. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tricky Greek food. But was it very sweet? I mean, it was sweet, but at the same time, you didn't feel sick for that kind of tasty, you know? Mm-hmm. By the way, talking about sweets, my experience about that was kind of weird as well, because I tried baklava. You know that sweet? Yes. No. <laughs> It's kind of pastry mixed with honey, I think. Am I right, Sonia? I think so. I tried it in Turkey, but I think they are pretty similar with Greek one. Yeah, they are pretty similar. But what you should understand that it's full of sweet and it's very, 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 very sweet. But in this case, this thing, which is extremely sweet by itself, was filled with Nutella. Ah, what? <laughs> so if you can imagine the sweetest thing that exists in this world... For me, it is this thing. Nutella is very sweet by itself, so I can imagine that uh, you were, like, sick after this thing, right? Yes, a little bit, but I was also very happy. And, you know, it was so nice to see that union of Greek baklava and Italian Nutella. Yeah, Greek-Italian friendship. <laughs> exactly. We have so much in common. Oh, happy for you. Curls, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring you some sweets from Greece, but I wasn't sure that in that kind of warm weather that was in Greece those days, I could manage to bring them like they should be. Right, but the good thing is that you brought us Uzo. Yes, exactly. Do you like it? Yes, oh. I really like it. Yeah, for our listeners, Uzo is a very typical Greek spirit. It has some special taste, so it's a good thing to try in Greece. I have never been to Greece. But Fede, you said you went to Crete. Can you tell us more about your experience? Yes. Actually, Crete is quite famous because it's the biggest of uh, the islands. And of course, we know about the monster of Crete. Minotaurus. Right, yeah. I went in the Palace of Knossos. Tell us more about that. I'm so interested. Yes, because actually I was in Agia Pelagia. This is a very little town near Heraklion. And uh, I was not far from uh, the Palace of Knossos, so I had the opportunity to go there and visit the palace. It was very nice. It is a huge palace and you can breathe real essence of uh, Greece, you know. You can see some ruins and uh, you can walk around uh, the palace. I had uh, the guide that explained me the legend of uh, Minotaurus and, uh, of course, Arianna and Tizio. I'm sorry, you've mentioned ruins and I've just recalled that I've heard. In Greece, they consider everything that is higher than half a meter and every remaining stuff from the house, they consider it a world heritage, a sightseeing place because almost everything was ruined due to the time. And wars as well. And worse as well, yeah. In Greece, everything is history. For example, Thessaloniki as a city doesn't look that good from maybe some place like viewpoint because two-thirds of the city were destroyed by a huge fire of 1917. So they had to rebuild the city. But there is a very old and beautiful uptown with some interesting places. And there are some ruins as well and churches. Discovering Greece is like discovering history, right? Yeah, because we say in Italy that Greece is 
the cradle of a civilization, you know? Yeah, I think we have the same saying. Yeah. And by the way, about uh, Greece, I remember that when we met Christina during the International Youth Exchange, I talked with her about uh, Greece and she told me that uh, actually you cannot understand perfectly the meaning of uh, Greece and uh, the Greek culture without studying uh, Greek. So I regret a lot because uh, during my high school, I didn't go to the gymnasium because in this way, I could have the opportunity to study ancient Greek and I think it's a very interesting language. You mean history? Language. Oh, language. Ancient language. Greek language. Yeah, because wow. in Italy, in gymnasium, we study Latin and ancient Greek. Talking about languages, by the way, I found out and I didn't know that before. I only learned about that during this trip. I found out that the Cyrillic alphabet was invented by two Greek people, I knew that, it's Cyril and Methodius, but they were from Thessaloniki. Yeah, right, you've told me, and we're really thankful to them, because due to the fact that they invented Cyrillic alphabet, nobody can understand us, and it, I mean, try to read. Yes, <laughs> sometimes it's very useful. Right, talking about Greek people, as we already touched the topic, you both went to Greece and my first encounter with Greek people happened a month ago during the, this week of international youth exchange. But since you are like more knowledgeable in this field, maybe you can answer my question. What is the distinctive trait of Greek people, if you can find some, like, except for inability to pronounce sh and r? Thank you, Sonia, for mentioning that because, yes, I made a stupid mistake because I always introduced myself as Sasha, which is like a short version of Alexandra. And all the Greek people, all of them, they call me Sasa. But Alexandra for them is such a typical name because, you know, of Alexandra the Great. Yes. <laughs> In my opinion, Greek people and Italian people are very similar. Was As I told, I had a conversation with uh, Christina and she told me exactly the same because uh, she went several times in Italy and she told me that uh, for her it's always a good experience because uh, she finds the same uh, welcoming uh, behavior. So I think this is the most important trait of uh, Greek people and uh, as Italians they are very generous with food so if you go to the restaurant they can yes they uh, bring you and bring you and then they include everything in the check no they everything by the way they offer they offer you because yeah. they want you to try yeah in that um, fish restaurant that i told you about by the end of the dinner they gave us ice cream like for free and it was so very nice yes like they are very gentle my experience is quite similar to your federica though But also, Sonia, for me, it was the same as for you. During that exchange, it was the first time when I met Greek people. But then I went to Greece. And also, I want to mention that I met Christina there and uh, also Virginia. And I was very happy to meet them. Yes, Greek people are very, 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 very nice. Very nice. We had a very beautiful long walk with Virginia and then... We could catch up with Christina and talk with her. Thank you, Christina, for beer. <laughs> Next time when you come to Russia, that is my turn. Also, other <coughs> Greek people, they're just very nice. And many of those whom I met, they were volunteers, as I said before. So they are really willing to help. Thank you very much. I have a question for both of you, like three short questions. 
because we soon are running out of time. What is the smell of Greece for you? If you could characterize Greece with only a smell, what would it be? I would say that me and Sasha will answer with different smells, you know, because I went in Crete and she went in Thessaloniki, right? Yeah. So for me, the smell of Greece, it's sea, you know, sea and fish. Oh, my God, Federica, no, we have the same answer for this question, because for me, the smell of Greece is the smell of grilled fish, which contains that smell of sea, which represents the smell of sea for me as well. Thank you. Nice. So maybe Greece indeed has some common smell. What is the color of Greece? For me, it's blue and white. Yeah, because those are the colors of the year flag. Oh, you're right, but I didn't think about that. I mean, oh, most of the buildings in Thessaloniki, they are white. Uh-huh. And that's understandable because it's a very sunny city. And blue is the color of sea and sky. And I don't know, it's so simple like it is. And also because uh, in Santorini, for example, all the buildings are white or blue. Or mm-hmm. white and blue together, match it. And uh, it's a very beautiful island, Santorini. I Have want to go there? there. Yeah, I also want to go there. And I also the, want to go there. And the um, sunset of Santorini is uh, very famous and uh, it's called Hoya. Uh, and uh, during uh, the sunset, all the people are in the terrace of Santorini and they clap to the sunset. Wow. Every evening? Almost. <laughs> wow. Okay, so for you, colors are the same, blue and white. No, I would say that for me, due to the fact that I went in Crete, for me, the colors of uh, Greece are green, blue and pink. Wow, pink, interesting. Yeah, because I went uh, to that famous uh, beach that is um, Helafonisi and uh, the sand is pink. I've heard of it. Wow. Yeah. It's so beautiful that the sand is pink. Now I want to go there even more. Federica, but you know, I'm very curious. Is it common for Italians to go to Greece for a vacation? It's just for a trip or you go to relax next to the sea? I mean, you have so many resorts at home and uh, too many Italians go to Greece? Yes, actually, it's a very common destination for Italians, not only for vacation, for holiday. For example, in Crete or Santorini or other islands, but also for culture and uh, also during uh, the high school, because uh, I told you that in gymnasium they study ancient Greek and uh, usually the school trip is uh, in Athens, you know. Wow, very in interesting. Capital. You know what? I think that it's also a special destination for Russian people because, yeah, there are many Russian people in Greece. They like to go to Greece for vacations. But also there is an Orthodox Christian religion, which is main in Russia and the same for Greece. And there are many families. So maybe we also have some special Russian Greek connection, not only Russian-Italian connection. But you know that Italians and Greek people have uh, a lot of things in common and uh, they are quite similar. So it's not a surprise that uh, you, Russian, have uh, a connection also with Greek people. (laughs) Oh, maybe it's just a thing which is in common with Russians and Italians that we like Greece. Maybe. You're right. By the way, dear listeners, this is because uh, we have an Italian-Russian connection, just to specify. 
the last question, girls, as we've started to talk about tourists, maybe you have some ideas. To whom would you recommend going to Greece? For me, it depends on the destination. Because, for example, I would like to go in Santorini with my partner, you know, because it's a very romantic place where to go. Very romantic. But if I have to travel into Greece... I would like to do it with my friends, maybe. Not in the island, of course. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think the same, because, for example, Thessaloniki, I would say that it's not the place for... Uh, it's a place for everyone, of course, and for people from all around the world, as I said before. But I would suggest you to go there with a company of friends, because there are many bars, pubs, and nightlife that you can explore together. But if you want to go to relax next to the sea, yeah, with your partner, if you have one. <laughs> <laughs> if you have one, of course. Or alone, because I traveled kind of alone, but uh, no, I, I traveled to visit my friend. But I have to say that even if you are alone on your trip, just go and do it because you will find a lot of friends and interesting people there. Thank you very much, Sasha. I want to remind our listeners that we already had a conversation with Federica about single and company trips. So if you want to listen to one of our previous podcasts, you can go to website anchor.com and find all the programs that we've made during our volunteership. And actually, if you have Spotify, you can also find us in Spotify. That's right. And follow us on Facebook for updates on the programs. It's just EVS Mushtar FM. You will find our web page. Thank you very much. Thank you, girls, for this conversation. Maybe I will try to find some way to go to Greece, uh, but I don't know. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Feder. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Sonia. Sonia, thank you. See you next week. And as the Greek people say, Kalispera. Goodbye. Hope you had a nice trip with us. We will be back next Wednesday from 5 to 6 with a new destination. Remember to tune in to 89.6 Mustard FM.